So I've been charged with the task of the devotional thought for the night. Something from the Word that would give us a a perspective for the week and something to chew on. And Dwayne shared uh, a a short verse this morning that took me back to to something that I wrote down a few weeks ago in my journal. I shared this on Sunday morning at Alex's house in Haiti. Um, you guys know that I'm writing my articles through the Psalms weekly, with the exception of the one right before we left for Haiti. And I'm going with uh, John Phillips, one of my favorite commentators, who's in heaven now, uh, old British Welsh pastor who lived in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Figure that one out. Um, but um, I, I love I love his stuff. And I, one of the things that I really enjoy that he does is the historical context, the contexts of the Psalms, which really gives you a little bit different perspective on and maybe a difference from our traditional take on the psalm. I want to read for you Psalm 46, and the one of, close to the last verses where Duane was this morning. And then I want to put it in that context and give you what, what I think is a little bit clearer view of what God meant for this one phrase that's very well known. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Now this psalm has the superscription to the choir master of the sons of Korah according to the Alamoth song. So we know this was for public singing in use in the temple. And when they were written for singing, they were often written to commemorate something. And this one was written almost certainly to commemorate the deliverance of Jerusalem under King Hezekiah from the Assyrians. might have been written by Hezekiah, maybe by Isaiah. We're not entirely certain. But we we know from some of the references and from some of the historical things in the other Psalms that that was the occasion it was written to commemorate. Now, with that in mind... Go back to that phrase that we know and love and claim and cling to sometimes so well. Be still and know that I am God. Now, we often take that and apply it to a place when we need, when we need comfort, when we need, uh, uh, I'm going to use the word coddling because I can't think of a better word. Um, when we need that support, that, you know, Abba, Father, rocking us in his arms kind of comfort. That's not the context. Dwayne said this morning that that word be still 
means most, almost most literally stop striving. Stop fighting. Stop struggling. And if you think about that in the context that he's speaking to a people that are faced with an enemy that is fully capable. They're beyond fully capable. Israel was going to die. Everybody there. Everyone in Jerusalem. This army was fully capable and most certainly was going to lay waste to Jerusalem. And to that, God says, be still and know that I am God. He says, close your mouth. Stop thinking you have to fight a fight that's not yours to fight and watch me be God. Now, this was written to commemorate this occasion because what happened was this. The Assyrians are there. Sennacherib and his armies are there. And they are scary. Okay? And so Hezekiah prays. And he has the people pray. And they wake up the next morning to look out, fully, fully expecting the Assyrians to be knocking at the gate. And the entire army of Sennacherib is dead. The whole army, dead. Hundreds of thousands of bodies thrown as far as the eye could see. Be still and know that I am God. What does that have to do with this week? When we are talking about, number one, things that do inevitably go wrong sometimes at the last minute. I mean, you have things planned out and they don't go the way you had them planned out. I know that personally. Um... And sometimes people get sick. Sometimes there's things that you can't help. What do we do? We don't just sit there, but we work quietly knowing that God is going to work. And we watch. Sometimes the fight is not ours to fight. Now put it in this, this, this thought. Who is it that saves? Who is it that saves? Jesus. When people come through Judgment House this week, we're going to tell them a story. We're going to present them with the reality of eternity. We're going to be praying for them and counseling. And I know who's in charge of counseling, so I know what's in his heart and his head. We're going to present the gospel clearly. And then we're going to stand and watch God save. We don't save anybody. Nobody. Sovereign God will step into their hearts and confront them with the things. We're the vehicle. We're the conduit. Only God can save. So here's what he says to us this week. You have a very busy week. You've got a lot of things to do. You've got things that you have to do. In the middle of that, keep your ear to the ground. Keep your eyes open. Keep your mouth closed as much as you can and watch me work. That's what God is saying. To each and every person here, watch me be God. Oh, 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 if there's ever anybody that tries to run ahead, that tries to figure things out, that tries to take care of God's things before he gets there, it's me. If I'm going to try to put set people up to pray a prayer, it will mean nothing to them. God is the one who saves so here's what we're going to do for the next little while tonight. We're going to pray. 
And we're going to have several different things. Each of you have, many of you have scenes that you're involved in. Some of you have people you know that were, were committed and now they can't. And, and we've got things that need to come together. And so we have some very real, very practical concerns. But for the next little while, we're going to lay those things at his feet. We're going to think as, as a group about all the people that are going to come through. And we're just going to say, God, we want to, we want to do what we have to do. And for the rest of the time, we want to keep our mouths closed and our eyes open and watch you work. There will not be a person here this week that comes through this place by accident. Not one. Everyone that comes through here, God is wanting to meet. Some of them he's wanting to bring into his kingdom this week. So that's what we're going to pray for. And um, Brad, I'm going to ask you to come up and just kind of do some noodling on your guitar there. Just give us a backdrop, whatever comes to your, your heart and your mind. Be still and know that I am God. You have a busy week ahead. Some of us have a tense week ahead. Some of us have a downright stressful week ahead. Be still and watch me be God. And that's how we're going to end our time tonight. Dave, I'm going to pull a card. We're not going to do that last song. We're going to spend the remainder of our time just with the backdrop of music that Brad's going to provide wherever God leads him. And we're just going to pray. Okay? Can we, can we just do that? I'm going to start and lead us in a, a prayer as a group. And then we'll open the altar. And you don't have to come to the altar. You can pray there, pray here. But we'll go through some specific things for the week. Logistics, personnel, people, volunteers, uh, technical things, construction that still has to happen. All those, We'll go through all of those things. And through all of those things, we're going to have this thought in mind. We're going to watch him be God in every aspect this week. We're going to watch him do what only he can do. So, Father God, as I read those words again, be still and know that I am God. I am reminded, Lord, that I really have no power to bring anyone into the kingdom. Only you do. We will be presenting people this week with the realities of heaven and hell and sharing the gospel very clearly in our counseling time, Lord. But we can't bring them over the threshold from death into life, from darkness into light, from sin to forgiveness. We can't do that. Only you can, responding to them if they turn to you in faith. So, God, we ask you this week... By bringing those people in, we want to know that you are God. Only you can save, Lord. Only you can save. Now, right there where you are, if you just find three or four or five people right there where you are and get into groups.